Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources, and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another feature here on the Tools They Use podcast. It is your host, Francesco D'Alessio, back for another feature. So today we are speaking with Joshua Zirkel, who is the head of community over at Asana. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Josh uh, about a year ago now um, up in London. Uh, At the time, he was the head of community over at Evernote. So he's had some very uh, predominant roles, especially in the community management space. Very impressive. Um, And Joshua is quite the um, creator himself. He has written a book about Evernote in the past and has recently pursued only maybe, must be about six months now actually, uh, started the role of head of community over at Sana. Um, It was uh, really great to meet Josh um, and uh, we, we got on really well because we have very similar sort of interests in the productivity space in terms of being able to organize ourselves um, and, and trying to help, I guess, other people around us. Uh, now, naturally, uh, this conversation was really, really interesting. We dived a lot into the sort of productivity tools and resources. So hopefully it does the same for you and you can enjoy it. Just before we dive in, uh, a huge thanks to our sponsor for this series, Series 2, Setup. Setup is a subscription service for Mac applications, allowing users to access hundreds of Mac apps in one simple suite at a set monthly rate. Um, They're actually really impressive, uh, the applications that are available, and they consistently add them as well. So definitely worth checking that one out. Uh, There's a link in the description as well, so you guys can go and enjoy that. Um, and just to note as well, um, the link, uh, the links in general to all of the stuff that Josh mentions will be below as well. So hopefully you enjoy this one. So we are here with Josh. Um, Josh, it's been maybe, I was just mentioning about a year um, since last time we, we met. Well, the only time we've met, right? <laughs> in person, the only time we met in person. Yeah, but we, we've always been in touch. Uh, we've been in touch for a fair while now because um, you maybe for the the people that don't know your Evernote history um maybe you could tell us because you weren't you didn't just start at Evernote you already had a uh sort of existing you know bit like like resources and uh you were a creator beforehand weren't you correct yeah so before I joined Evernote where I was the head of global community and customer education I was a productivity consultant myself so I was working with customers of my own teams and individuals helping them learn how to use productivity tools like Evernote uh, and many others, in addition to understanding some fundamentals like how to manage time, how to manage resources, documents, et cetera. So when I joined Evernote, I actually came out of the Evernote community. And when I joined the company, I was asked to lead it. So um, it was a really interesting journey for me, having been really close to what the experience of someone in the community is like, because I was one of them, to transitioning into leading the community, building it, and creating resources and tools to help everyone in it be successful. It's, it's amazing. And you're doing the same at Asana now, right? Yeah, so at Asana, I'm in charge of building out our global community program, similar in spirit to what, what was happening at Evernote for me, um, but creating it from the ground up. We have just a, a core online community right now, but I'm building out online and offline elements that will serve 
our customers and the people that they connect with really well and really bring people together in the spirit of helping everyone be more productive and, and learn from one another, not just from us. Definitely. And you, I think you, you can sort of empathize because you were like, you, well, you actively are part of that community. So the way that you help to build community programs is in essence, like you would like to be treated as a, as a community member. Exactly. I, I approach it from the perspective of like, if it were me on the outside and trying to build a connection with this, this entity, this company and the people within it, what would I want? What would I need? What would be resonant for me? And I really have this, it's like a customer focus, but beyond that, it's like community focus. Yeah. I really want people in the community to have fun and have it be worth their time and feel a really strong and deep sense of connection with each other and with us. That's it. And, and the, the work you've done at Evernote is, is still continuing really strong. So it's, it just, uh, just shows the, the legacy is still there, which is great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, the community that I built there, frankly, I miss. And <laughs> I, I really I put a lot of my heart into it. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's still, still around and still going strong. It, it definitely is. And um, we, we spoke just before about your work at Asana. Maybe for those listening along, um, you could give a bit more detail. Sure. So if you're not familiar with Asana, it's another productivity tool that does different function than Evernote, where Evernote is really great for capturing and organizing information. Asana is really about helping a team coordinate and manage the work. So if Evernote is for the content, Asana is for the work management. So really thinking about the, the different types of tools that each of us who do knowledge work today need, there's place to keep your files and your information like Evernote. There's a place to communicate like Slack or email. And then there's a third pillar, which is really about coordinating all of the work. And that's where Asana fits in. And what I've found just in my own productivity work is people seem to have a better sense today of here's where my files and my information go. And here are the tools that I use to communicate. But there's a big gap in tying the pieces together and keeping track of who's responsible for what and by when. And for me, that's what's really awesome about Asana is because it's purpose-built for keeping track of all of those details so that me as an individual and my team are literally on the same page. Everyone can see their list of priorities and tasks and goals and where work is at just by opening Asana. And for me, what I've noticed since I've been here, and especially in building the community around it, that level of clarity of who's doing what by when is really critical in it. I've seen it change the way that people can work together and what they can accomplish. So for me, my responsibility now is, is really harnessing and reflecting the, the passion that people have for Asana and what it's done for them and their teams. Fantastic. And um, I, I think it, it's, it's wavelength, isn't it? The, the blog for Asana, right? There are two blogs, actually. There's the main Asana blog and then there's wavelength, which is really about thinking more about the ways teams and individuals work and best practices around working together better. Yeah. I, I love the, I love the, the illustrations, the designs that Asana put out. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, um, we have such a fantastic team of designers and illustrators here. I'm so, so lucky. Yeah. And you guys, you guys are based in San Francisco, right? Correct. Yes. Brilliant. That's great. It, it wasn't much, it was, was it much of a trip? I, my, my map of the U S is really not good <laughs> from Evernote. No, Evernote is um, just south of San Francisco, maybe about 30 minutes south of the city. And so uh, it wasn't too much of a commute for me because I live in San Francisco proper. 
Oh, that's that's it's not too bad at least. <laughs> no, no, it's not bad. Awesome. And when it comes to the sort of task management side of stuff, I'm assuming you use Asana a lot in the daily routine. How do you go about sort of managing your most important tasks for the day? Yeah, good question. So as you might guess, here at Asana, we use Asana to manage our projects <laughs> and our tasks. Um, we we have a concept of an overarching like container for work is a project. And within a project, there can be many tasks and subtasks within it. And so I utilize that framework quite extensively for both the projects that I myself am the sole person working on, along with projects that are related to the team and things that need to be assigned to others. Because within that framework of a project, I can assign tasks to different individuals. I can set different due dates for when things are due. So you can have a really nice overarching view of like, here's the entirety of the work that's coming. Here's who's responsible for it. And then when we meet, we can easily talk through, you know, one of the people I work with is responsible for building out content. And so we can talk through all of the content pieces and where they're at in the production cycle. When I look at my own workflow, I can see all of my creation tasks along with all of my management tasks as well. And it really helps me stay very well organized because I have the same challenge that I'm guessing you and everyone who's listening to your podcast has, which is I still only have 24 hours of the day. And so I need to be very careful with how I spend that time if I want to really be productive and maximize my impact. So having this as my task list really helps a lot. I love it because you can see as well the, the my tasks area and then the, 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 the other stuff that is distributed to your team quite, quite well inside Asana. Yeah. And what I do with my tasks specifically is each morning I go through my tasks and make sure that things are prioritized in the way that makes most sense for both the things I need to get done and how my day is going to flow. And then I map that to my calendar to make sure that I actually have time to do those things. I think if, if you don't map your calendar to your task list, whatever your task list format might be, I think there's a big miss there because you still need time to get the things done that you've listed. And if you haven't figured out when you're going to do them, then magic isn't going to happen for you. You really need to think it out. Definitely, definitely. And um, what about the sort of note-taking side and maybe even the calendar side of stuff in your day? How do you go about managing that? Yeah, I use Evernote to take my daily notes and my meeting notes. I think it's a fantastic tool for note-taking and keeping track of information of all sorts of different types. And so for my one-to-one meetings, for my phone meetings, for my in-person meetings, I make one note in Evernote for each one of those. And I actually use the same title for the note that's on my Google Calendar for that particular meeting. That way, if I ever need to refer back to something, it's really easy for me to find it. That's great. And um, the calendar service you use, is it GCal? Yeah, we use GCal here inside of Asana. We use Google Suite for all of our calendaring and content creation uh, in terms of like docs and spreadsheets, slides, et cetera. Uh, For me personally, I still use Google Calendar for my personal Google account. Fantastic. And you can, in Asana, you can obviously go to the calendar view. That integrates, right, with the Google Calendar? It does, correct. Yes. So if you are looking for a more calendar-oriented perspective on the things that you need to work on, There are two ways to view that in Asana. There's directly the calendar view, which can also connect to your Google Calendar or other calendar of your choice. And then there's also timeline view, which I think is a really nice way to visualize the different parts of a project and how they connect to and cascade from each other. Fantastic. Um, Moving slightly away from software for the moment, um, hardware. Um, 
I remember last time I saw you, uh, you were traveling with one of those, um, the, the big light things. Because <laughs> yes. you were doing a lot of like the, the recordings and, and we got to chat. Um, yeah. But the hardware side, uh, I can't remember what phone you were using. Um, what phone laptop sort of setup do you have? Yeah, so I've gone through many, many evolutions of this. I've gone from Android to Windows Phone to Android to iOS over the years. I've tried basically everything under the sun. Um, currently, my setup is I have an iPhone 7 Plus, um, oh, yeah. which I, I really, really love a lot. It's big enough that I don't need to take an iPad with me most of the time. And I can get actually a lot of work done on it if I'm on the go and I have a portable keyboard. Yeah. And so I really, really like this phone a lot. I realize it's a little big for the pocket, but um, the battery lasts a really, really long time and the screen is great and the photos it takes are great. Overall, I feel like it's a, a good balance. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have an iPhone 7 Plus. I have uh, an iPad Air, like the original iPad Air, which I have been trying to find a reason to upgrade from, but it still works just fine. <laughs> so, Apple did a little too well in designing that one because it, it really, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and I have an external keyboard for that. I have a keyboard case. So sometimes if I know that I'm going to be just doing some like light email work or content creation, I'll take that to a cafe or something rather than taking my laptop. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious on that point. What keyboard do you have? Because you obviously use it quite a lot. Yeah, so I have, a, it's a keyboard case and I think it's made by Zag, Z-A-G-G. -G. Okay. And it's, really sturdy and the keys have really nice travel they don't light up like they do on a laptop which is kind of a bummer uh, but it's great for what it is yeah i mean you're not really unless you find like a really dark cafe <laughs> yeah. you're not yeah. really gonna have to use it right <laughs> yeah i'm not doing too much typing in the dark as it turns out so yeah uh, that's the only major gripe i have with it a lot of the keyboard cases or portable keyboards i've tried they put the shift key in a really weird spot and uh difficult to type and this is the only one I found that has all the keys in the right spot the keys are big enough that I can do what I need to do it's a little bit cramped because the keyboard is smaller because an iPad screen is smaller than a regular keyboard uh, keyboard and screen combination but this works fine perfect and for my laptop I have a MacBook Pro like the most recent one fantastic and that gets you you're pretty happy with your setup then I'm pretty happy. I actually went through this giant tech purge recently where I went through all of my closets in my house and all the drawers where I was squirreling away old tech, like old iPads, old random Android tablets, old phones, and I sold everything. And That's amazingly, good, yeah. people buy, buy things. They're old on eBay. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but people bought them. And I, now I just have three devices and I find actually my life is a lot simpler. It's a good idea. Like just even for a little bit of extra cash on the side, it's like... Uh not a bad idea yeah i might, I I might have to do that <laughs> yeah I, I was surprised i made a few thousand dollars like selling all my random stuff yeah it's not bad it's no not it's bad. not bad at all <laughs> it's just lying around not being used <laughs> yeah I, when i looked at all these things i'm like do i have a use for like another ipad do i have use for an old kindle like what do i yeah. what am i gonna do with these things and i couldn't find a good answer so i got rid of everything that's a good idea <laughs> you yeah. could you could cl cling on to them forever um and, and what sort of apps, I mean, we, this could be maybe just for work, I guess, or outside of work, maybe talk through a few of the apps that you really enjoy using, because I think that'd be nice. Yeah, so I am really big on trying to find focus. 
And mm -hmm. so I've spent a lot of my time both reading about and experimenting with different tools to help me focus at work. Okay. And one that I really, really like is for audio focus. It's called Noisily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A nice and, one. Yeah, I love it. And I've experimented with many different soundscapes within it. You can have like rustling leaves, so you can have the wind blowing through a tree, and you can have like the sound of the ocean. For me, actually, there are two that I find really work really well. One is just kind of this low hum. It's like having a fan on. Uh, that one works really well for me. The other one that works really well is the sound of a cafe. I don't know why, but the sound of like, glasses clinking and dishes being moved and people having chatter seems to work really, really well for me because it's this kind of indistinguishable conversation that makes you feel like you're not alone, mm -hmm. but not distinguishable enough that you can latch onto someone's conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of my, my daily go-tos at work. Um, if I'm doing work that doesn't require like any language processing, maybe it's just me like um, looking at something or responding to something, I'll often like have Spotify on in the background, um, just often to music that's not in English, um, so that I don't get distracted by language. Oh, that's quite interesting. And yeah. like, would you be like, like, uh, like a Japanese song or like a French song that's, that you just won't understand the words to, right? Yeah, so I listen to a lot of K-pop, which is great because like, it's fun to listen to, but I can't understand anything. Wow. So there's, it's like having music, but not distracting in the way that something that in, that's in English would be distracting to me. Yeah, because, well, half and half, you don't want to, you, you can't really sing along to it necessarily. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yeah, it's, it's more melodic, melodic than it is disrupting. Exactly, exactly. That's so a nice, that's a nice idea. <laughs> yeah, so those are things that have helped me find focus at work. Um, aside from that, there aren't a ton of other apps that I use over the course of the workday aside from uh, Asana, Google Suite. Sometimes I'll use Keynote if I'm preparing a presentation. Um, we have been using Envision a lot, which is a, a tool for designers where when they come up with a mock-up, it's really easy for people who are not designers to comment on it, mm -hmm. which has been quite handy. Yeah, I know, I know that one. It's, it, it's almost like it's just a mock-up experience, isn't it? And you can just yeah. fiddle around with it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really quite great. Yeah. Um, aside from that, what I use to keep track of articles that I want to read, especially professional articles, is Pocket. Yes. I am a huge proponent and fan of Pocket. Brilliant. And do you have like any of the, because uh, I, can't, I can't remember your setup in full, but you had um, some sort of article experience clipping in Evernote, right? Yeah. So the way I use Pocket is... I, let me back up a step. The way that I approach article reading is I find an article that I want to read. I clip it online into Pocket, where Pocket is kind of my purgatory for like, okay, I want to read this or I want to listen to it because you can use text-to-speech in Pocket, which is great. If I want to keep the article permanently after I've read it, then I send it into Evernote. And Evernote becomes my permanent library of things that I think will be useful. Uh, instead of clipping every article that I find online into Evernote, I want to keep my Evernote pretty clean. And so I keep things that I'm not quite yet sure about in pocket. That's brilliant. Um, I quite like the, the sort of aim you have with focus with apps. That's, that's quite a good like theme. Yeah. Um, 
when, like, I guess in your routine, because obviously this sort of space with software, it, it can be pretty manic, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, especially during busy times and, and when you said about the resource setup. Um, how do you go about like grabbing moments to take a break and pause in your day um, if you get some? Uh, I try to make some. I don't often get them and I don't think they would happen unless I deliberately took them. So mm. I, I have time blocked out on my calendar every day to make sure I have a proper lunch. I try to find like 15 minutes sometime in the afternoon to like walk around the building or go to a different floor and get a different perspective or just take a breath, step away from my computer for a little while. I find that is really, really helpful for me. One thing that we have here at Asana, which is I understand not normal in most offices is we have nap rooms okay. where, you know, if you want to take a 15 minute recharge, you totally can. And I don't get to do it as often as I might like, but I have found when I do do it, I feel so much better afterwards. Just 15 minutes makes a big, big difference. And like whether it's taking a nap or going for a walk or just like sitting and staring out into space for five minutes, whatever it is for each individual, I think everyone needs to find what that, that thing is because it's unrealistic to expect a human to have the same level of energy for eight, nine, ten hours straight at work with no break. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, sort of like mornings-wise, do you do anything there? Um, I remember you saying you commuted, well, when you were everyday, right? Yeah, I was. I was on the train. Now I walk to work. So my routine is I pack my bag for what I need the next day the night before so I don't have to worry about it in the morning. I leave the house. I walk to the gym, which is like 20 minutes on my way to the office. I listen to usually a podcast on the way, so I have my brain like starting to turn on in the morning. Yeah. And then while I'm working out, I'll typically listen to a podcast or listen to music. I really like podcasts a lot. I'd like to learn and it gives me a really good chance to do that uh, without having to sit down and like, take time away from another activity. This is kind of combining two activities into one. And then by the time I get to work, I've already thought a little bit about my morning, my day, how things will go. The first thing I do when I get to my desk is I review my schedule and review any new tasks that have come in and coordinate those for the rest of the day. So by the time I actually start my work, I'm ready to go. I love it. That's brilliant. Um, and one final question for you, Josh, um, what book are you reading at the moment? So I'm in the middle of reading Utopia for Realists. Oh, okay. which I, I'm, I would say I'm a armchair futurist. I love thinking <laughs> about like the way society can work, uh, different ways that people can work better together, how we can help each other in a really actionable way. And I'm in the middle of that book right now because there's some really interesting, some far-fetched, some extremely realistic ideas, um, but I find it inspirational. Yeah. And do you, you must be following like Elon Musk and all, all sorts, right? Yeah, I, I definitely watch like these uh, tech industry leaders who are also futurists. Uh, I, I think what they're doing is interesting. I don't know how, how it will all play out in the end, but I'm just glad to see people thinking about bigger ideas that can be more transformative. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, I might, I might, I've been recommended a few books like that, but I'm definitely going to take note of that one because uh, I quite like that topic too. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a, a nerd as well um, in that area. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting and it, it's well-written and uh, it's just inspirational. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah. 
Um, and Josh, uh, where can everyone find you after this? Um, obviously, asana.com for Asana, right? Yeah, if you're interested in Asana, you can go to asana.com or at Asana on Twitter. If you are interested in me, which I hope you are, you can find <laughs> me at Joshua Zirkle on Twitter. Yeah, and you post some really good stuff um, covering the whole space. So uh, I, I recommend going follow Josh uh, highly. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. I, I really, I even though I work at a company, I still am very invested in the world of productivity for individuals and teams. And so I, I read a lot about it and I, I post a lot of articles that I find. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely... Um, even pre Evernote, a thought leader in the space. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on today, Josh. Um, and is there anything, anything else you want to uh, share with the community? No, thank you so much, Francesco. It's always great to reconnect with you. My just final thoughts for everyone is productivity is a journey. All of us are on it. And wherever you're at, you can always improve, get better, and find more ways to work with more ease. I love that. I love that. Um, brilliant. Thank you very much, Josh. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be reconnecting uh, in the next few weeks anyway. But um, thanks for everyone who's listening along. Uh, you can check out all of Josh's apps and recommendations uh, in the show notes. So do go below and check them out. But thanks again, Josh. And, uh, and uh, I'll be seeing you very soon anyway. Thanks so much. Cheers. So guys, I just want to say a, a huge thank you um, for stopping by today. Um, if you get a moment and enjoy Josh's interview, um, it'd be great if you shared it out uh, to your friends and family. Um, but uh, if you're brand new to the podcast or you haven't done it yet, <laughs> uh, the iTunes rating, uh, it takes two or three minutes, but it, it really does help to grow the podcast. So if you get a moment, uh, whatever you rate it, one star, five star, uh, preferably five star, <laughs> uh, then then just uh, take some time out to give some feedback. Um, that'd be really great. But I uh, really appreciate it, guys. Um, I hope that you enjoyed today's feature. Um, so guys, a huge thanks again to the sponsor Setup for sponsoring this series here on the Tools They Use podcast. Uh, you can check out the link in the description to the subscription service for Mac apps. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Make sure to have a great week, keep productive, and I'll see you guys very, very soon. Cheers.